as we talked about on um, Sunday, those of you who are not here, we're doing the Enneagram for the next nine weeks, and each Wednesday we're going to take a type. And today we are doing type two, and two is the first of the heart types. All right. Now, the Enneagram, again, our personality is a filter that we use to understand ourselves and the world around us, express ourselves, defend ourselves, relate to other people. So understanding the personality types helps us to understand that we don't all think alike, understand that people have different motivations, values, and priorities, communicate more effectively, treat ourselves and others with more compassion and tolerance. So the Enneagram is a symbol. Ennea is Greek for nine. Gram is model. Okay. Um, So... We go around, the placement of the numbers is important, and uh, the, where the lines are important, and we will get to that later. So we are starting with two, uh, and not only do we have nine different types, but we have divided those nines into triads. And the triads have been divided into the instinctive center, which are eight, nine, and ones, which is the gut center. The next one is the feeling center, two, three, and fours. And the last one is the thinking center, which is five, six, and sevens. So we are going to start with this is our last slide, the feeling centers. Um, So types concerned with self-image, seeks attention and affirmation. The ego is a creation of an identity. And then type two, the givers, they need to please others. Type three, the performance, they need to achieve success. And type four, the romantics, they find significance of self. Okay, we're going to start with type two. They employ their gifts for the needs of others and care for their health, nourishment, education, and welfare of others. They impart a measure of acceptance and appreciation that can help others believe in their own value. Twos can share generously, and they will give their shirt off of their back for you. They stand by others when they have to endure pain and suffering or conflict. And in this way, they give them the feeling that someone is there for them and accepts them. Okay, these are the twos. So again, you might be a two or you might know a two. And so as you listen, listen to if you can think of twos in your life or think, I find so much two in me. And so whether you identify completely with twos or not, the things that twos can teach you about why they do what they do is just so instructive. And so I am always, when I, when I do these kinds of things, I, I am finding out again and again how much I am all of these. And so I am a two in a lot of ways. You are twos in a lot of ways. But there are some of you who are, this is the way you live your life completely, and these are people in your life that are twos. It will help you relate to them. All right. There's a good side and a bad side to all of us, and all of twos are likewise the same. And twos desperately want to be liked, and they have an exaggerated need for validation. Twos report that they have experienced only conditional love. The love of important people in their life had to be bought by good behavior. Some twos also recall that early on they had the feeling of having to be a support for the emotional needs of family members. They had the feeling that they had to make themselves useful in order to be noticed and loved. Now again, the theory is, all of this is a theory, the theory is is that we come into this world with a grid 
And so the fact that they experienced their childhood that way probably had as much to do with the grid that they brought, they brought into the world as it had to do with anything. In other words, the odds are the parents taught or treated all the children the same. But the twos in the family, whatever they were given, this is the way they interpreted what they were given. Their interpretation was, or what they read into the scenario was, in order for me to get love, I have to be very, very good. Okay, that's the grid they bring into the world. All right, so when it says they had the feeling that they had to make themselves useful in order to be noticed and loved, that probably had as much to do with the grid that they brought into the world as it had to do with anything. All right. There might have been a role reversal between the parent and the child, and the child got the impression was, or had the feeling of, I am loved when I am tender, understanding, and ready to be helpful and defer my own needs. That was what the child is thinking and feeling. But in this way, the child also acquired a greatness that wasn't, it wasn't entitled to. It felt itself to be powerful while the grown-ups looked weak and needy. We see a lot of sitcoms like that. Have you noticed? Oh, I get so tired of all the young people and all the children being so wonderful and mature and the grown-ups being just plain idiots. And uh, so anyway, I'm sure part of this has to do, this is, a, this is a legitimate way of doing life. The child acquired a greatness that it wasn't entitled to. And as a result, it felt powerful while the grown-ups looked weak and needy. This provided fertile soil for the sor- sort of false pride that is the root of the twos. They have a root sin, and their root sin is pride. For twos, being good is an emotional, not a moral category. It's so interesting. Now, the other numbers, the odds are, if they are ever good, is for a moral reason. But the twos are not good for a moral reason. They're good for an emotional reason. Twos have a claim, and they need it to be dear and helpful. And as a rule, they are convinced that they are dear and helpful. Now, people who give too much can be as much a burden on a community as those who only take. For at some point... The givers demand to be paid back. The takers will behave aggressively towards the eternal givers because the latter have forced them to become the debtors. And woe to them if they don't show gratitude. So an unredeemed two spoils and looks after other people, unasked, unsolicited. If this becomes burdensome or confining to the others and they distance themselves instead of returning this love, the twos will feel betrayed and exploited. So again, we'll be talking about unredeemed twos and redeemed twos. And the unredeemed twos are where we all begin. We all begin in an unredeemed state. The, the hope is, is that we don't stay in that unredeemed state. So when I talk about unredeemed twos, there's nothing wrong if you're young or under the age of 40 because you're young. And if I tell you these things and they don't sound very flattering, it's okay. You know, this is where we all begin. The hope is that we don't end there. And, um, so if you are a two, don't feel offended. It's okay to be unredeemed. All right, so twos are continually holding their thermometer in the air to measure the social temperature and wind direction because they base their identity on how others are disposed towards them and they react to them. 
The mood gauge of two rises and falls according to how much sympathy and antipathy comes their way. Sorry about that. All right, so we have twos who are very much aware of the social environment around them, and they are reacting and acting according to who you are. Again, so this is the twos. The heart types, the two, threes, and fours, are other directed people whose well-being depends on the, in the first instance on how their environment reacts to them and the continuous activities that secretly have no other goal except for to get confirmation from the outside. So they're doing all these things, but the, again, the Enneagram has to do with motivation. We all look similar in a lot of areas, but we're doing things for different reasons. They're not being good for moral reasons. They're being good for emotional reasons. They're being good because they want confirmation, okay? Because your reaction tells them how they're doing. All right, these are the twos. So all you have to say to a two is, I need you, and all resistance fades. They fall all over you to be useful to you and to help you, even when they have neither the time nor the energy to do it. And as soon as they hear the little word need... They scrape to hide the last remnants of their energy to rush to help. And at the moment, it was so beautiful to be needed that the two really couldn't resist and said yes. So again, think about the people in your life. Do you know any twos? You know? Okay, they cry easily because they're sensitive and emotional. They are like teddy bears. They love to cuddle. They love to be petted. They like to talk about relationships and love. They long to be loved and to love with their whole hearts and to be allowed to live for their beloved ones. Our social network would collapse without all the twos who sacrifice themselves and give themselves for the welfare of others. They are benefactors and givers and helpers. This is their greatest gift. They have to resist the inclination to style themselves grandly as saints and martyrs. Now, immature twos struggle with the problem of identity. They change continually in order to meet the needs of whoever they are with, whatever person may be present. Hence, twos often prefer to be together with only one other person. (laughs) Too many people cause too many problems. (laughs) Who am I? I'm one person with this person. I'm one with another (laughs) Sounds like codependency to me. (laughs) That's why I can so identify with twos. (laughs) Bless their hearts. (laughs) So twos usually have a large circle of acquaintances and tend to label people as their friend very quickly. They guard their relationships jealously and want as far as possible to be especially important to all of their friends. Now, the great temptation of twos is to continually help others and in this way to evade who they are. The identity of twos lies, as it were, in the wishes and needs of other people, which means outside themselves. This often leads to chaotic emotional life. Immature twos have a hard time finding their center. As was said before, twos have a tendency to rescue other people. The helplessness and neediness of children can also appeal to a two. They have a heart for orphaned, abandoned orphans, and they enjoy supporting a foster child in the third world. It is just so beautiful to be needed. 
Now this is the gift, and at the same time, the dilemma of the two. They give to others precisely what they want for themselves. And since there is a homeless child within them, they are especially touched by the distress of abandoned children. So twos long for fusion. Mature twos have learned to love without condition, without ulterior motives, and without hidden agendas. But the path between selfless love of a neighbor and a manipulative helper complex is a tricky one. So the path between a selfless love of the neighbor and the manipulative helper complex is a tricky one. The odds are they will spend their life going from one to the next. In other words, that transition for them is going to probably take a lifetime. In a partnership, twos can be very possessive. Sometimes they look for partners who are weak and dependent. When immature twos are hurt, they can suddenly stop being sweet and pliant, and they'll show their claws. At such moments, they are capable of doing frightful injury to the very person they supposedly loved above all. They suddenly turn into a fury and literally could walk over a corpse, mainly yours. So twos are burningly interested in the problems of others, and they expect people to trust them unsparingly. But on the other hand, interestingly enough, twos find it hard to surrender themselves. And this is their pride. They may be everybody's garbage disposal, but they shy away from really depending on others. So again, the root sin of twos is their pride. Now, pride is different from conceit or narcissism. Pride is an expression of a puffed-up self and an inflationary ego. Now, the self-perception of an unredeemed two can take downright messianic traits. They think on some level, I am more loving and sensitive than everyone. My love will save the world. I will see to it that my love saves you I will make my love so indispensable to your life and your system that you will not be able to get along without me. And that will take years before those people are able to see that in themselves and own it. It is so hard to own. So pride makes it hard for twos to find an unbarred access to themselves and to God. Real self-knowledge, awareness of the hidden self-interest is harder for them than for others, because they're so good. And knowledge of sin would mean becoming aware of their own pride, which again hinders this awareness. So twos have to work hard at installing an objective inner observer to stand up to their natural subjectivism. Twos also have a difficult time building a heartfelt relationship with God. At the bottom, they simply don't need God. Because after all, they are love itself. And they're rather convinced that God needs them. How is God supposed to save the world without them? The pride of self-imposed twos is directed not only against their fellow men and women, but against God. That is so hard to come to. The avoidance strategy of twos consists in suppressing their own needs and projecting them onto others. Twos hide the fact that they are very needy. 
they are afraid of what could happen if their immense need for warmth, love, and intimacy ever got out of control. These needs are sensory, emotional in nature, tenderness, attachment. After they have spent the whole day satisfying the needs of other people, they are in the process of repressing their own. Twos say in the evening, I've earned this. I have to reward myself now because I have spent all day doing things that I didn't want to do. They repressed their own needs. So again, the defense mechanism of twos is repression. Twos repress negative impulses and feelings, especially in the realm of aggression and sexuality. They often express their their moods in indirect ways and see to it that they are noticed without having to take responsibility for it. An offended two can poison the atmosphere of an entire group, and when asked about it, say, with a look of innocence, Oh, there's nothing wrong. What makes you say that? There's nothing wrong. So the pitfall of unredeemed twos is flattery. They deny themselves in order to please others. They are so ashamed of their own neediness that they have to make others dependent on them in order to have just a little feeling of worth. So this is how they're getting their feelings of worth. So many problems arise for twos because they can't say no, and they promise more than they can do. Afterwards, they get irritated at having agreed in the first place, and they feel guilty as well because they didn't make good on what they said they would do. So the immature twos are under a compulsion to be used, whether by the poor of this world or by an important person whom they can serve and work for. They find leadership roles burdensome because it just implies so much responsibility. And besides, leaders are often lonely and exposed, and that's a position that twos are very uncomfortable with. Leaders are vulnerable to attack, and twos are not comfortable with that. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is humility, the reverse of pride. When twos are at the point where they recognize their real motive, which is, I give so I can get, there comes a sobering and more profound than can be imagined idea of when twos dare to endure this insight, to chew it, to taste it, to digest it, then transformation and healing are possible. False pride and false humility are twins. Genuine humility is based on a realistic self-appraisal and a healthy feeling of self-worth. False humility is actually nothing but restored and sanctified pride. Redeemed twos know their value, and so they don't need to be continually reinforced. So, there are three animals that are symbols of twos. And the, and the animals are the cat, the donkey, and the licking puppy. <laughs> and the cat is a wonderful symbol because it's such an ambivalent animal. It is so ambivalent between distance and closeness. They can't be trained, but they're cuddly, and they get their share of petting when they feel like it. But if you want to manipulate them, they suddenly prove themselves to be free and independent. So twos are like cats. Twos are like donkeys, ever so patient, being a a beast of burden, ever so patient. 
Jesus rode not on a horse, but on a donkey. But at some point, however, it gets too much for the donkey, and he can suddenly become very stubborn. Then, of course, the licking puppy. Just a wonderful, wonderful thing until you don't want it anymore. (laughs) All right. And then the symbol of a two, as far as a country goes, is Italy. Italy. The caricature of the fat Italian Mamma Mia, who rules the family. And that requires no explanation. If Mammy ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. The effort people make to appear warm and lovable and charming in Italy is something everyone runs into at every step of the way. They present an image of attention and helpfulness. An image is more important than the facts. The color, the symbolic color, is red. It symbolizes life, power, passion. The three uh, figures in the Bible that are symbolic of twos is Mary Magdalene, Martha and John, the beloved. So the invitation that redeems a two is the call to freedom, real freedom for which the two deeply longs. They deeply long to end the game of manipulation and false love and of dependency and of violent attempts at self-liberation. Twos find their way to freedom only when they can have and accept the experience of God's unconditional love. Redeemed twos no longer wait for God and the world to be grateful to them because they do so much. They can rejoice over little signs of attention and a liberated two can also set other people free and they can be thankful for the intimacy and attention that is possible in all relationships. So now one of the lifelong tasks of twos consists in achieving a certain degree of objectivity and freeing themselves from gossip, flattery, false intimacy, sentimentalism, and a continual quest for reinforcement. Twos must take pains to practice unobtrusive service. Twos, like all heart types, need a place of silence and objectivity where they can be alone and where they can make friends with themselves and seriously reflect with their head, that is, not their heart. Twos are inclined to think with their hearts. A redeemed two is very capable of love. Anyone who has the good fortune to be loved by a mature, integrated two has a tremendous beloved one and an enviable friend. Such people feel your pain. They take care of you because they know the pain of relationships and loneliness. At all costs, twos want to spare others from going through what they have gone through. And this is the strength and the beauty of a mature two. So, I tried to end on a good note because sometimes when we start talking about these different uh, types, sometimes it gets uh, depressing. And uh, because we keep on talking about where we began and we don't talk that much about where we end. And so I wanted you to, if you are a two, I wanted you to enjoy yourself and know that you are wonderful, especially when you are mature. <laughs> yes, like the rest of us.